0: You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network.
1: MyMac Podcast 666. Mom! Dad! It's evil! Don't touch it! You're listening to the G Men on the MyMac.com podcast.
2: Hi, everyone, and welcome to My Mac Podcast, 666. Yes, it's definitely evil, so, (laughs) well, don't touch it, don't listen to it, don't do anything, because you never know where it's going to end. Hi, everyone. Guy, how are you?
1: I'm doing fine, and you know, I am stunned. Stunned, I say, that it has taken us, well, I'm always kind of stunned, 381 shows to get here, Uh, well, give or take an odd Point one or a B C show here or there, uh, but yes. I think it's all going to be worth it as we look forward to the future through evil sunglasses and drinking evil lemonade to wash down evil chocolate chip cookies. You know,
2: <laughs> I never thought that that would be where we ended up, but there you go. Yes,
1: <laughs> well, and then well, actually, you know, I I was listening to the live stream of the Mac Geek Gab earlier today. Yes, and uh I had made reference because you know I was in a chat room, I made reference to the fact that that um they were recording six six seven you know their their show, so it was no longer evil, and somebody came back and said something to the effect of well it's it's you know it's only one off of evil, and I had to kind of explain to them, look, this is how it <laughs> works six six five kind of evil six six seven kind of evil six six six. Totally evil. And the farther right. you get away from 666, the less evil it becomes.
2: Okay. What, what about math that adds up to 666? Does that, is that evil or not? Oh, math is just evil all, all on its own. True. True. Okay. Now, come on. You've got back from Mac stock. Yeah. What, what's, what's this? It was harder than getting there piece that you put in here.
1: Oh, um, Actually, you know, because after the debacle of last year with my flights getting canceled and everything else, I decided, well, you know what? I'm just going to drive it this year because that's what smart people do. Well, as it turns out, that wasn't probably the smartest thing I could have done. Uh, Though, uh, on the way there, I got 650 miles in uh, the very first day. I got all the way from where I live to somewhere in Indiana, which gave me a relatively short drive on Thursday. Uh, yeah. That wasn't, that wasn't the problem. Cause I got there early enough. If you saw the pics to uh, meet up with Mike Potter at the school at, at McHenry community Who? college, Mike Potter.
2: Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, as a matter of fact, I, I believe he's here with us.
0: And no. he just, Hello. Hello. I am here. He's been just <laughs> staying quiet. <laughs> I, I've been busy poking and taunting episode six, six, six over here.
1: He was, he was. <laughs> Mike Potter.
0: How you doing, Mike? I'm doing great. How are you doing?
1: Uh, well, I'm glad that the long – as I was just telling Gaz, the, the drive out to Chicago or to Woodstock, not a problem. And this is the yeah, way it always is. It was. Uh, when, when you go on vacation and you're driving, the drive to get there doesn't seem that bad. And then you have all the fun and all the stuff that you wanted to do. And then you have to get in the car and drive back to whatever it is that you left behind. And that always seems to be, for me anyway, the really, really hard part. So I only got about 500 miles in, um, what was that, uh, Monday, and then finished the drive on Sunday. But I had to make lots of stops hey, on whoa, Sunday. Hang on, well, you actually traveled well,
2: back in Yeah, time. that's just what I thought. <laughs> I didn't realize you were driving in the TARDIS, guy. Well, no Not no, it, it's like
1: it's, it's like Air Bazaar. I don't know if you ever heard of Arab Bazaar. You leave any Monday and they bring you back the previous Friday so that you have the ah, weekend.
2: All right. Okay. <laughs> it
1: up, but- uh that's that's an old that's an old uh Steve somebody bit. Anyway. So narrows it down. Yeah, yeah. Steve somebody. Great comedian. You should get all of his albums. Um yeah, but Max stock itself was, was fantastic. I met up with Mike on Thursday and uh, we got all of the stuff that I brought for Max swap, got that out of the car and got that, uh, into, into the, uh, the, the,
2: what room was that? It was like, it's like, well, i this- tell you what guy, before you jump too much into that, yeah. Um, in case we repeat ourselves. Oh, that's right. We were going to do that the the whole, in the center yeah, section. The whole, re- the whole reason, folks, we've got Mike on is to have a bit of a chat about how Dot went. And of course, I'm extremely interested in that whole piece because I wasn't there. So and nice. I've just gone ahead and started in that time yes. period that
1: I wasn't yes. supposed to.
2: Yes, but there you go. That's you all over, guy. It I is. don't
1: mind. What, <laughs> what is- I can deal with it. What I can is deal what, with it. what is that white noise I hear?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's yourself. Oh. It's the echo of yourself, okay? Yeah, yeah, it's, well, it's thanks the for echo asking, in my sil- brain. Thanks for asking, but Silverstone was great, thanks. <laughs> oh. Oh yeah, how was that c- car yeah. <laughs> thing? Well, I posted a few items on Facebook and Twitter, but uh, not as much as I've done in the past. Uh, the network was actually holding up really well, so it wasn't because of that. Um, much drinking was had. <gasps> what? Uh, enjoy- drinking, yes, we had a few drinks. Oh. Um, and it, so the enjoyable uh, racing was had by all. Uh, and um, yes, Mike's not going to like this. We've all booked again for next year. <laughs> well,
1: That's now right. wait a second. What wait, is wait, the wait, date wait. for Silverstone? We don't know. We don't know. It can change.
2: That's what threw this year out. So we're hoping. I think Mike has booked a date next year. I won't say anything in case he doesn't want to say anything. But I think that should be okay. But there you go. Fingers crossed. Well, major
0: international conglomerate can't figure out when they're hosting their event next year. And yet I have next
2: year's dates the day after (laughs) MaxDuck ended. Exactly. (laughs) Anyway.
1: That's because they suck and you rock.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to say purple rain, purple rain. Any particular if you, reason why? If you, if you remember, which you may or may not have done, I had a purple, a thin purple line going down the middle of my IMAX screen.
1: Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah. What so, happened with that?
2: Well, I took it into the uh, Leicester Apple store in High Cross, and uh, there was a very nice guy who was behind the genius bar called Tom, who I had a bit of a chat with actually. He's been around for a few years at Apple, and I asked him whether he, you know, what his career path was, what he fancied doing, if he wanted to go somewhere else. And uh, he seemed quite happy being a genius, which I suppose you would.
1: Yeah, they never hired me to be a genius. (laughs)
2: No. And he helped me out. He, he, took a look at it he he ran the diagnostic which is i think it's a new diagnostic system they've got now and um that ran through everything was perfect even the non-apple memory that i've got installed in it which i thought they were going to highlight as being a possible issue but no that didn't come up and um they got it repaired if i'd been there earlier they might have actually got it repaired the same day but i had to come back the next day and collect it so well what what, what, was the problem Screen, don't. It's, I've I've not got the actual details in front of me, but uh, there was some. He said that there's been a few issues with IMAX and the pixels on the screen. Um, and he says often it's a much thicker line that they've seen, and the pixels have just basically really? died. They've all yeah, all, all the seat. way
1: down, all the way down, all the monitor. way down, all the way down. Yeah, yeah.
2: So don't uh, quite know. There's okay. something. There's something. There's something odd going. Yeah, going around there.
1: Something something odd about that answer. I'll tell you that. Yes, that's yes, usually a graphics card problem.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, he, he didn't say that because I, I said graphics card, and he went, "No, no, it's it's not graphics card." But they changed the screen, and it's fixed. So, anyway, um, yeah. So I'm sorted on that. So, should we should we jump over to the my Mac recent articles very quickly so we can get into this middle section because I'm desperate to listen to uh, uh, all the exciting things that's happened over at Maxdot.
1: It was exciting. Okay, yeah. Um, why don't you take the first one?
2: Okay, so if I take the first one, I've got to make sure I've got my soundboard on the right one, haven't I? Okay, Club Nintendo <laughs> Tim. I know why. Greetings, Tim the Enchanter. And John talk all about the Splatoon 2 Splatfest that just ended and the DLC for Arms and Breath of the Wild. That's Club Nintendo 167.
1: And the crazy part is, if you're not a Nintendo fan, you didn't understand a single part of that.
2: <laughs> I didn't.
1: <sighs> um, tech fan 309, Mac Stock Expo 2017. Okay, so Tim... Is writing these show notes at 5 a.m., the day he after he returned home from Mechstock, as well as a six and a half hour drive. Wow. So honestly, yeah, six and a half hours. Yeah, let's see. Oh boy, that's really long, Tim. <sighs> so honestly, he doesn't know what oh, to man! You is said about. the word. You oh. said the word. There we go. He knows that Guy Searle and Tom Schmidt joined David and tim
2: but beyond that he doesn't know download listen enjoy and we have another podcast on the side it's let's talk photography 45 thoughts on software this month Bart chats with mark about making a start on selling some of your work not going pro but selling enough to approach breaking even and having photography be a financially neutral hobby go over download take a listen
1: and uh, then we have one that's not a podcast. It's the Essential Apple Podcast number forty-nine. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, I'm just trying to fake people out there. Snaggy, Nitro, and the Joy of Tech. Simon installed the High Sierra beta, and it beta him bit him back. After a fair amount of sweat, swearing, and effort, though he thinks it may have all been for the best in the end. Uh, this week they are joined by Internet. Royalty, Snaggy, and NitroZek Zack of the revered Joy of Tech webcomic. And well, hilarity ensued. Slippers, iPhone, propeller beanies, virtual carpets, and more.
2: Mindshift Trailscape 18 liter backpack. This is a review by Heave Stamond. Damn it. <laughs> th- this is Heave Stamond. Hey, G Man. That's it. Ah, right. Okay. (laughs) Two years ago, when Steve reviewed the Mindshift gear, first light 30-litre, he was impressed with the build quality of the bag. But as a backpack for hiking or a walking forest, it was a bit too huge and heavy when loaded. Go over and read Steve's review of the Mindshift trailscape, even, 18-litre backpack. (laughs) Next up. Uh, I might have to look at that actually seriously because um they were they were restricting people to twenty liter backpacks into the circuit, obviously for really? security reasons. So yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. Uh coding iPhone apps for kids. This is a book review by Elisa.
0: You say Pacelli
1: and I say Pacelli. Pacelli. Yeah, I, guess I don't have to say that, do I? Uh, Ten no. years ago, Elisa,
0: you say Pacelli, and I say
1: Pacelli, <laughs> went back to college to get her degree in web design. Part of her curriculum p- curriculum was Java coding, and I should have taken English. She struggled big time. If she had had, <sighs> <laughs> if she had had a resource like coding iPhone apps for kids her life would have been so much easier and she would have had much more fun at
2: the same time. Geekiest show ever. Two six, six. Did we prime Amazon? This week, they had a discussion on what each of them did to stimulate Amazon's profits by participating in Prime Day. I didn't, by the way. There were some interesting purchases and purchase recommendations made to friends and family Then a discussion on the O Mac OS Sierra adventure Kevin has been having. That leads to a discussion of the oddities that Elisa... You
0: say Pacelli and I say Pacelli... (laughs)
2: And Mike have been seen in iOS recently. Fun for everyone. I didn't realize Mike had been on that show. Yeah, neither did I. Uh,
1: Oh, three... Blah, 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 blah. Three geeky... I have the worst time with this. Three (laughs) Geeky Ladies, High Sierra Beta, and Affinity Photo, episode 106. Um, I can't find her. Oh, wait, no, I don't have one for (laughs) Suze. Suze and... Vicky, I did not I have one yeah. for Vicky? Oh yes, yes I do. I do have one. For
2: it's Vicky Stokes. Miss Stokes to dying gas.
1: Oh, and I, I do have one for Suze.
2: It's not Suzie, it's Suze, You nitwit Brit.
1: Talk about the High Sierra Beta and Affinity photo
2: for the iPad. And finally, <sighs> Tech Tech Fan three hundred and ten Apple iRedux. Is that right? I, I, right it may it? be a Apple like a one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think
1: you're right. I think that is supposed to be the Apple One.
2: Right, okay. Uh, recorded a week earlier, David and Tim <laughs> discussed the Apple One Red X presentation gave at Mac stock. Is that correct? Now, Mike, is that right? Was it the Apple One Red X presentation? It was the Apple One. Yes. E- excellent. I that's the only reason we brought you on the show, really, just to confirm that.
0: Okay, bye, bye. All right. All Thank right. you, folks. Drive bye, safe. Mike.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to contact... <sighs> Wait a second. <laughs> if you would like to write for the mymac.com website, all you have to do is not take speech lessons from me and contact John Nemo. And to contact him, you would go and send him an email. This is much f- longer than I thought it was going to be, which would be at Nemo at mymac.com. Now, Gaz, without any funny biz, funny biz, how could people get a hold of you?
2: Easy. Send a tweet on the Twitters to twitter.com forward slash gazmaz or send an email to gaz at mymac.com. Guy, yes. how, would they, how would they contact you?
1: Without funny biz. No no funny biz. Go it would funny. be guy at mymac.com or on the Twitters. You could reach me at MacPennett and uh, we have a Skype telephone number 703-436-9501. I'm going to say it real fast 703-436-9501 and uh, I think that's it
2: would you like me to take us out yes please excellent everybody stand by to um stand by and uh we'll be uh right back yes we will yeah we might
0: man this is Tommy Chong man and people ask me hey Tommy how bad was jail man and I'm like yeah man it was bad you know and they asked me man what I do in jail man man I sat there and listened to Tim and David on the tech fan podcast man and you can too just check them out at www.techfanpodcast.com man or on the stoplight network man it's far out
1: The secret to their future success lies in their execution. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Welcome, everyone, back to the MyMac.com podcast. This is episode (laughs) 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 666. And we we have Mike Potter, who is not evil, who is not at all evil. And what we're going to talk about this time, or sorry, this segment? My God, I'm
2: having problems today. Is it? Guy, before we carry on, is it early for you? Have you got a headache? No, it's, it's like it's like. Would well, you like th- to talk to me about something? You know, is your bowel movement okay? I'd you know, I'm just trying to understand what's going on.
1: My mother never loved me.
2: Ah, well, that's the reason. Oh, Okay, okay. Let's move yeah.
1: On. All right, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, Mechstock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we were going to talk about. Very, very good. I remembered this time. Um, so, uh, I drove all the way out there, got all my stuff out of the car and, uh, we had the speakers, the speaker dinner and that was, oh God, where was that? That was at the, um, is this on the Thursday? No, this is Friday.
0: Friday. Can I just, I, I, I want to interject one. See, I can't speak either. One quick thing. You missed the golden opportunity, Mac Parrot, in saying that you are simply tired and shagged out after a prolonged squawk. <laughs> <up.
1: laughs> that's true.
0: <laughs> there, I feel better. <laughs> and it what? me right, by anyway. Back. Well, Meet and Pub. Nick a company, pizza and pub. A company, I can
2: I can't believe just said shagged out. Yeah, <laughs> that's it was, the line. That's the line. Yeah, that's the
1: line. Got to say it
2: like that. <laughs> oh, well. I, yeah, so I thought you were doing a Scooby Doo reference. No, it Shaggy. was a Monty Python
0: reference, you Brit. <laughs> yeah, that was from uh, the Holy Grail. No, it was the parrot sketch. But that's, uh... <laughs> Wasn't
1: that? Oh from the my Holy... gosh! You guys call yourselves geeks? <laughs> Are you sure? Didn't they say that also? In the no, you're right. You're right. It it's was the parrot sketch. Blue.
0: They prefer keeping on their back.
1: <laughs> Listen, bloke. That bird wouldn't voomp if you put 50,000 volts through it.
0: <laughs> there you go. Okay. There you go. I'm with you now. All right, so third I want to know how nerdy I was in high school. Tell we used me. to act these out before our math class. That would do my it. My friend My friend Mark and I used to act out Monty Python sketches before math class began.
1: And the only place that we got to watch them back then was on PBS stations. That's right.
0: Fortunately, nobody had smartphones and put it up on YouTube.
1: I don't think there was YouTube back in our day. No, there, there wasn't.
2: Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition.
1: Now. <laughs> Boy, this <laughs> is just going continue totally continue off the rails. Speaking about that
0: wonderful event I'm, I'm hearing about.
1: <laughs> oh, all right. So um, I, met up, I met up with Mike at the college on Thursday, got all the stuff out of the car. And then Friday, I drove out to the airport, and I picked up uh, Dave Hamilton, along with Wally and Wendy
2: Chuinski Ch- 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 Chuinski. Chuinski. God, I well, said it right. I, I, I may well be meeting up with them later in the week. Um, yeah, they said they
1: were going to the UK. Yeah. I yeah. heard
2: that.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, um, the, but that was the only, and it kind of surprised me that that was the only trip I had to make out to the airport. Um, Nobody I else- you made too. Didn't I, well, I it? was going to make another trip to pick up John F. Braun, but uh, Dave's plane arrived late, so I didn't actually leave the airport until it was like quarter after three, three thirty. And by uh, the time I got them back to Maxstock, sorry, to Woodstock, uh, it was already almost four thirty, and John's plane was coming in at five thirty, and there was there was no way I was going to be able to go from uh, Woodstock back to, um, O'Hare airport on a Friday and right and get, and pick up John in time. So that wasn't going to happen. Uh, and then we had, we had the, um, the, the speaker's dinner and I, I don't remember the name of that place.
0: That was Nick's pizza and pub.
1: Nick's pizza and pub, which had the heaviest door to a restaurant. <laughs> they do, yeah, yeah. Cause the place kind of looks like a castle. Yeah. And the food was I mean the food was great, don't get me wrong. But as I was walking up to the door it's like, okay, I'm just going to go right in here and it was like I'm a big guy, you know. And I had to there was literally quite a lot of effort to get that damn door open. It was like, god, what is 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 there like people on the other side going, "Don't let him in. Don't let him in for god's sake. Don't let him in." Huge doors. But it was it was still a lot of fun. Uh, it was great to see everybody that evening. And uh, the the next day, the registration seemed to go really well. Everything just seemed to run so smoothly. And you know, with this being the third year, uh, everybody, because I mean, the volunteers that you have uh, have have done it before, right? Right. So right. It, it's like it's like everything is just a smooth machine. They know exactly what it is that they're supposed to do, and there, there was just like zero issues this year. It, you know, I'm just stunned at how. Quickly, not how quickly, but how you know easy everything just seemed to go. At least yeah, from my uh, end,
0: you know that that you know, I pointed it out at Max Doc and I'll point it out again now. Uh, that's my wife and daughter, the the two primary volunteers at the registration desk, right. and uh, without their help, it certainly would not have run anywhere near that smoothly. Uh, Janet and Maddie are just phenomenal at you know getting everything prepped and ready to go in the days leading up to the conference. And really, the only thing that they had trouble with was me getting them the stuff they needed to prep in time for the conference. But otherwise, yeah, they, um, they do a phenomenal job, make sure everything runs nice and smoothly. And then the other volunteers we had, uh, we had Kim Mason, uh, we had Cindy Rotts, who also helped out uh, one on Saturday, one on Sunday, and they were a big help to both, both of them. But yep. you may have noticed we actually pared back on volunteers this year because, uh, it, because it is the third year. And we did have a nice little system in place for getting people checked in and ready to go.
1: Were were there a lot of single-day people this year? Because I know this is the first year you were doing that.
0: Yeah, it's the first year I offered it, and it was by attendee request. A a lot of folks last year said, you know, I I can can only make it one day. I can make it Saturday. I can make it Sunday. Uh, Last year, Sunday was a half day, so... Um, I said, you know, well, we're going to go two full days this year. I think uh, based on the number of folks who asked for it last year, I'm going to offer those kind of tickets. And surprisingly, uh, we didn't have that many folks, but the fact that we had, I think it was somewhere around five or six on Saturday and three, I think it was three on Sunday, uh, who well, purchased it, the single right. day tickets. Um, you know, that's, well, that that's alone okay. makes it I worth mean, it. it yeah. It makes it worth it. It helped those folks be able to attend MaxDoc doc when they otherwise couldn't have made it at all.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, the, the speakers that we had on Saturday, uh, I missed like a lot of the morning ones because I was, I was setting up all my gear out in the, like the, the, the lunchroom. Uh, right. but the ones that I did see were, were great. I saw, uh, Dave Ginsburg, I think, was in that morning session. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he was fantastic. And um, actually, when uh, John, Dave, and I were recording <clears throat> the the weird amalgamated MyMax six six five and Geekab six six six, we actually talked about uh, David's presentation and uh, how much all three of us had really learned about. Uh, iOS 10 and the way that you kind of work with widgets with, you know, the 3d touch and everything. And it was, it was a great presentation.
0: And yeah, yeah. you know, the way I feel about it is if you can walk away from any two or three presentations, if you can walk away with one little nice nugget of knowledge that you didn't have before, it's kind of worth it. You know, it's worth sitting through that. And there's a couple presentations, and I also didn't get a chance to catch all of them, Um, but a couple where I sat there in the back and I said, oh, wow, I didn't know that before. And uh, Dave's was one of them, and the other one you haven't even mentioned yet about, but um, that was, uh, let's see, when was that one? It wasn't? Well, Chuck's Chuck's was was really good, too. It was on Sunday, and we haven't gotten to Sunday yet, but it was Brett Terpstra's talk on Spotlight. There's, uh, and Gar- Gary knows, Gaz knows, that there's uh, a lot of, I- I'm a big fan of Spotlight. I love Spotlight. I talk about it a lot on Format Eyes Only. And there were a couple things that Brett mentioned where I said, oh, wow. I had no idea you could do that.
1: Uh, let's see. Uh, Tom, I saw a little bit of Tom's. oh Wait, no, sorry. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Um, I saw part of Chuck's. Uh, I didn't see. I don't remember seeing anything from from Jeff's, but uh, he's you know he's from he's from um, Mac Observer Group.
0: Mac Observer, yeah.
1: And uh, so is Matt Hillier. I but I think I missed both of those. And I saw unfortunately I just saw parts of of Melissa and and Jody's presentation. I understand they had they had some some communication problems. Um, We had some – there were some some weird goings-on behind the scenes related to uh, Internet connectivity. And uh, to McHenry Community College's credit, uh, they had people there on the scene pretty quick.
0: Yeah, yeah, they did. Cody from MCC was fantastic. Uh, So one of the big issues we had last year was with the Wi-Fi for the attendees in general. And this year, they really bent over backwards up to the point where they actually installed additional access points in the auditorium just for us. And they, they really made sure that the MCC Open, the uh, attendee-focused Wi-Fi, was up and ready to go for everyone.
1: Yeah, they, they, now, they actually had like instructions for people that were just there for the conference, specific for the people at the conference, so that they could easily get logged into local Wi-Fi.
0: Exactly. Yeah, they really did a great job. And the issue with uh, Melissa and Jody's talk specifically was that we had been given an open Ethernet cable to the Internet. And that, w- that was right at the lectern, and that, went, that goes straight out. It bypasses all their uh, permission issues, their firewall, everything. It just goes whoop, straight out to the Internet. And so I said, well, that's great, because then what I can do because we knew there would be issues with FaceTime and whatnot right. uh, through, their, through their system. And said, so, great, I'll bring my own, my own router in, and we'll set that up. And I'll just take your pipe direct out to the internet, slap it into my router. I can set up my own little private cloud, my own little private Wi-Fi just for the speakers. And it worked great for about two and a half hours. And then <laughs> Until it, it, we actually we, needed it. Until we actually needed it. And <laughs> it, it stopped routing traffic. It just flat out stopped routing traffic. Everything else about it worked. The router itself was up and running. Uh, the Wi-Fi was, was running. It just was not routing traffic. And I thought it was the DNS I was using so I, I swapped to their DNS. I swapped to OpenDNS. I swapped to Google DNS. I tried all that. It just was not routing traffic out to the internet. And uh, our our best guess was that that router had, had died. So I brought in uh, ran out to the office that night, and I brought in a different router. This didn't help Jody and Melissa, but I brought in a different right. router for the next day. Known, trusted, good router. Older technology. wasn't AC, but who cares? I know it works. And the exact same thing happened. After about two and a half hours, it just stopped routing traffic. And I, I, I have no idea. They have no idea. Cody came in specifically. He came back. I called him. He was eating lunch when I called him. He dropped everything and came in to try to resolve the issue, swapped out cables, all that kind of stuff. My best guess, and in chatting with other people, is that really what was happening is we had 20 plus people connected to the speaker private Wi-Fi. And uh, I think overwhelmed it. I think it either over overwhelmed it or they were using Comcast. And I, I wonder if they were detecting, you know, quote unquote unusual levels of activity and we're throttling the connection. Uh, otherwise, I have no explanation for it because if we swap to a different device with a, a different MAC address, even if I swap the MAC address on the router, it was, it was all that traffic going through the router that was getting throttled, for want of a better word. Right. And uh, it wasn't happening if I direct connected to my notebook. So I, I don't know. But what I did find out... And this is something that I guess I should have known ahead of time. If we tell them weeks ahead of time, not week ahead of time like I did this year, but if we tell them weeks ahead of time, they can actually open up their network just for us for things like FaceTime and, you know, other Apple-specific technology that they normally lock down.
2: And they've been, so, really, they've been really helpful, haven't they? They've been, you know, they've, they've almost bent over backwards to help. They they really have, and they've been incredibly helpful.
0: And so next year, long in advance, we're going to make sure that we set up a network just for Mac stock that will have all the Apple technologies open and ready to go. Hey, it only took three years to get to this point. So, you know, (laughs) Uh, I thought we had it licked this year, but no, No, alas, we did not. And unfortunately, it was Melissa and Jody who really or the brunt it. of that yeah it, w- which was a shame because
1: well they did it, get it to kind of work in you know they did yeah but they yeah. had they had to use their own phones and and actually connect up to the um uh the projector through their phones as i recall and yeah. and use their cell connections to 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 do some of the stuff they were trying
0: to do and you know cell connectivity in the area is actually really good it is so that that wasn't a problem for them
1: and you I, wouldn't I, know it from like driving up to the place because there's like nothing but cornfields that, that are directly around <laughs> it.
0: Yeah, corn, soybean, whatever. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing that they probably should have mentioned, and I had this conversation with them beforehand, is that they both provide technical support services where they live. One in Arizona, one in Michigan. And this is what they do. And they often run into problems where something that they expect to work isn't working and they have to find a way around it. Okay. And they did find a way around it. And I I think in the in the confusion of their talk, uh, it didn't get mentioned, but I'll mention it now. Uh, this is what they do. And they should have highlighted that in their talk and said, you know, th- this, these are the types of problems we run into. All the time, and we have to find workarounds. So that's exactly what we're going to do right now. We're going to switch over to this technology or this technology, and we're still going to get this to work. Gosh
2: darn it! So, so let's you know. be honest, Mike. You knew exactly what was happening. You was testing them. <laughs> I was testing them. Test, test, yes, testing. That, them. That's
0: exactly. Yes, you're right. That's exactly what. No, no. and they passed. <laughs> they they passed very well considering the. the hurdles that got thrown at them in the last moment
2: so so without going through all of the um the speakers i know that you'll you'll go through them guy and just mention them briefly but what sort of reaction has there been a different reaction mike to the speakers this year that that they've been more willing to come along do they think that this is a long-term event which you know they're really getting eager to come to each year and, and starting to spread the word what is any comments on that sort of aspect
0: who who are the speakers? Yes. Uh, from a speaker's perspective? Um, a guy actually may be able to better answer this, but the feedback I've received so far has generally been very positive. And uh, I think a lot of the folks who did speak would certainly welcome the opportunity to speak again. Uh, I am getting survey results back from the attendees, and the the one question I asked, and this was an experiment I did this year is normally the sessions at max stock are 20 minutes. That's kind of been the, the way we've approached it simply to give people a nice little taste of a subject to allow the speaker to zero in on one particular aspect of their topic and, you know, focus on that and, and give the attendees a nice, a nice you know, give them the opportunity to, what do I uh, want to say well, here? Kind,
1: kind of a, kind of a, a, a short roundup of, of whatever it is their topic is.
0: Uh, whatever it is. Yeah, there you go. Short roundup. That's the word I was looking for. And uh, as an experiment, because I had folks ask for this in the past, they said, boy, longer sessions would be nice. Well, yeah, they, they would be nice, but then you're not getting that nice bite. So I said, all right, well, as an experiment, we're going to do some longer sessions this year. And we did. We had three longer traditional presentations, notwithstanding the MyMac Game Show quiz, right. which was awesome, by the way. Oh, thank but you. But not, you know, notwithstanding that, we had three longer presentations. And then I asked folks at the end, wh- what do you prefer? Do you prefer these 20-minute sessions? Do you prefer the 45-minute sessions? And as can be expected, the results are pretty much right down the middle. <laughs> so <laughs> I, think, I think the results so far are right down the middle. So I think what I'm going to do is kind of take a similar approach Next year, Some of the attendees, when they took the survey, very rightly said, it depends on the subject matter. It depends on the information being presented. What's a better amount of time, 20 minutes or 45 minutes? So I think we'll do the same thing next year. We'll, we'll continue yeah, to offer so. a mix of longer versus shorter uh, topic sessions. And one, I can tell you that's going to make Allison very, very happy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so are you getting um, a reaction where people are starting to come to you, Mike, and say we'd really love to present a, a Max Stock yet? Or you know, when when you are asking people, are they hearing from uh, some of the other speakers and saying you know we've heard about Max Stock? Is there any chance, or or are you still um, putting your, the feelers out for those, and you're know, just getting a great response from the speakers?
0: No, I am. It it started. Well, gosh, it really started the first year, but last year in particular, I had a number of folks during the conference start pitching ideas to me for the next year, and that's happened again this year. So we are looking to expand the roster of speakers to new and different uh, people who have never presented at MaxDoc before, and there's a couple talks that have already been pitched to me that I think will make pretty exciting additions to next year's schedule. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: uh, lunch, lunch was great. We had tacos. It was quite, quite delicious.
2: Yeah, that's um, that's something else that I've heard about. You know, the, the, and, and I remember from the first year. I mean, it was, you know, you, the first year was a bit of a. It wasn't an experiment because Mike, you, you know, the first year you kind of hit it out the park, um, quite literally. Uh, and the food was pretty awesome then. And I'm I'm hearing now that, that again, McKendry it's the McKendry Center, isn't it? Um, McHenry. Well, yeah, uh, McHenry yeah, Community McKendry, College. Yeah. And the, and they've put in again sterling work, and all of the other podcasts that I've listened to, where they've been attendees, have, have said that they put up some great stuff. So, and certainly from the food perspective, which is it's important. It is, you know, it's important to make sure that you've got something which is uh, well, and, nice to eat to keep you going.
1: And you also have to remember that um, where not, not so much just Woodstock, but Crystal Lake and all of the the, the sp- these communities that are around this area, uh these are not like great big huge cities. So it's not like yeah. you could walk out of the McHenry Community College and go over to a Starbucks or go over to a yeah. McDonald's or go over to a Burger King or, or whatever. You would have to kind of drive to you literally cannot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> there's there's nothing within three, four miles.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh it it's it's important that uh, in a situation like this, that whatever, you know, for your attendees, you you have to be able to supply them with whatever it is that they're going to need while they are uh, attending your conference. Because if people leave, they, for one reason or another, may not be able to make it back. So by feeding them there, you're keeping them there and you're keeping the flow of the event going.
2: Right right and and, e- and equally you're keeping that community together aren't you because you know they'll, they'll go out and have a chat with sure. the presenters and with each other and it just keeps that air of friendliness going as
1: well well that's that's kind of the best part of this show is that you know most people only have 20 minutes to present whatever it is their topic is on but that doesn't mean that you can't just walk up to them after they're done uh either there in the auditorium or outside in the, the lunchroom or wherever and get more information. Um, like the last couple of years I've had, I think last year I was talking about mobile podcasting. I had probably four or five people come up and, and ask me for more specific information on that last year after I got done
0: with my talk. Well, it's encouraged. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the whole point. I guess, I guess that's what I meant to say guy is that these 20 minute sessions are meant to give folks that bite but then also encourage them to approach the speakers and talk amongst each other sure. about the topic that was
2: just presented. And, and it, there's plenty of opportunities to do that. It helps so Mike, you learn. Yeah. Mike, you've got, you've got up to lunch on the first day. Are you now sweating because things are going wrong? Are you relieved that it's going on? Are you sit back in the armchair, put your feet up? Uh, how are you feeling at this point? You feeling- <laughs>
0: That's exactly what I did. In fact, um, I got myself one of those little mobile uh, daisies, and I I had folks who had long since given their talks um, carry me around the rest of the afternoon. <laughs> it was it was quite relaxing, and we all had there. to wear beanies
1: with little propellers on them. It was really weird.
0: <laughs> no, I do. Yeah, you're right, though, guy. Uh, how many conferences have you been to? How many conferences have you have you been to, guys? Where you go and. One of the most memorable things, two years later, what do you remember? It was the meal and the conversations you had during that meal. And the first year, you're right. It was kind of put together quickly. We, you know, it was six, eight weeks. We put the whole conference together and I went with just kind of the traditional sandwiches and they were, they were quite good. There was really nothing wrong with them, but I wanted to up that game last year. I wanted to encourage people to sit down and relax and just have a nice meal and talk amongst each other and we continued that then through this year and yes. you, you you mentioned the the uh, staff there at MCC the taco bar was actually something that they created specifically for us because yeah. and, I was it, and it was at the menu.
1: and when when you when you talk about tacos most people think of like you know the the deep fried shell that you just kind of put stuff in, but they actually provided both hard and soft shells. I went with soft shells, but you know, it was, it was just that little extra touch that, that made it so nice.
0: Yeah. And they they really spend a lot of time to ensure that everyone's dietary needs are taken care of. Yes. We had folks there who are vegan, vegetarian, lactose intolerant, uh, gluten-free, uh, you know, whatever, name it. We had shellfish allergies. We had all kinds of different things. Yeah, that would be and nice. all I, <laughs> all I do is I say, okay, this is the meal we would like. Here's the folks with some dietary issues. Can we make this happen? And there's almost never a beat. It's just, oh yeah, absolutely. We can get them taken care of. And everything is whether you, whether you like it or not, the refried beans are vegan. You know, the, the, uh, uh, shells are gluten-free, you know, things like that. So yes. they make sure that everybody is covered. And if there's something special that's needed, they take care of that as well.
1: Yep. And then right after lunch on the first day, <laughs> we had the, my Mac game show quiz with Tim and myself. And I have to give a shout out to Tim. Tim created without any help from me, uh, the entire, uh, game show quiz,
2: Yeah. Yeah, And he never mentioned
1: that once. Uh, well, yeah, he's mentioned it a couple times, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, yeah, yeah. But he, he did all of that. Um, I basically was out in the crowd and getting people to participate and, you know, the most important thing about the quiz wasn't really to teach people. It wasn't to, you know, test their knowledge and all the rest of that. It was mostly just to, you know, we're bringing them back in from lunch and you know they're going to be feeling you know full and, and but we, and we want to build up that excitement level again, and in that I think we did a great job. Anyone who stood up to answer questions walked away with a prize because even if they didn't know the answer, we would figure out a way to give them the answer so that they could win whatever it was that that you know that they were uh, that they so were talking Mike- about.
2: Mike, can I, can I ask, was that a plan to put the, the quiz after lunch exactly for the reason the guy said, or was it just a happy coincidence, and did it work? No, it, it was planned, and
0: to go back to what I said earlier, this is one of those talks that was pitched to me last year during the conference. Yeah, Tim Ooh, Tim Tim, t- Tim pitched that. Tim walked up to me and said, hey, you know, we used to do this thing at Macworld, and I think it might play really well here. It's called the Game Show Quiz. What do you think? And almost immediately I said, well, I love the idea because we had already done two years of round table and it uh, quite honestly, the round table wasn't quite working out the way I imagined it would work out. It always played really well, but it, it, it didn't involve the attendees. It didn't involve the audience as much as I hoped it would.
1: Well, Mike, remember as well that, you know, you've gone from one day to day and a half to two days, so yep. the first year there was a somewhat limited number of speakers. The next year there were, there were so many speakers that we had to to split
0: the yeah, it's uh, unsustainable. Yeah. It's not something. Yeah. It's completely unsustainable. You would have to severely limit who's going to be up there on the stage and, and you know, quote unquote play favorites. And I, I really didn't want to get into that game and the game show quiz does accomplish exactly what i hoped would be accomplished and that is give that nice relaxing after lunch first day opportunity for people either to uh, interact with each other interact with the folks on stage or continue with their lunch out in the commons area and you know continue those conversations that were started 15 minutes earlier right it's 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 not none of none of the talks are mandatory of course but Uh, it's, it's that opportunity to, except for uh, Allison's except for, except for (laughs) right. Okay. That's going to do it for,
1: uh, this part of the, uh, the interview that we did with Mike Potter talking about Mac stock 2017. Uh, it, we just like with Steven Tobolowsky, this kind of ran a little bit long. So, uh, we're going to put the second half of it over in, uh, my Mac podcast, six, six, seven, which won't be quite as evil as, as this one. And uh, you'll all get to hear that then. In the meantime, we are going to continue on. Continue on with my Mac Podcast 666. <laughs> so stand by to stand by and we will be right back. Apple, Android, iOS, Alexa, Siri, technology,
0: sci-fi, video games, tablets, computers, flash drives, toys, weather, and general silliness. Geekiest show ever, every week
2: on the MyMac Podcasting Network. Good looks and charm can cover up many faults. How these two get away with it is a mystery. The Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to that final way. section of the mighty MyMac podcast. 666. Six, 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 six. six. and, and I think the evils have already played their part in this week's podcast, extending it beyond the realms of hell.
1: Uh, I would agree with that. So you know what I'm
2: doing then. You're nodding your head. I am. Hit it. Gases tips. Mostly. Gases tips. Mostly. Gases tips. It's time for Gases Tip. (laughs) Do you want to silence your Mac startup sound? Well, I certainly do. I've done recently anyway. So if you're in front of the machine and it's starting up, you can hold the mute key. Yeah. Did you know that? I did not. Well, the first option is you press and hold the mute key immediately after you press your power on button or restart the Mac. Uh, But you've got to remember, this is best if you have to start up the Mac and you know the boot chime will sound and you're in front of it. However, you can go and turn off the system volume. So you unplug, this is important, unplug all of your audio devices from your Mac and then open the sound system preferences. In here, go to the outputs tab and ensure your internal speaker's device is selected and drag the output volume slider bar left to silence it. Note that this may only mute the startup sound on restart and not necessarily a cold boot. However, however, it could also have some uh, little side effects when you're turning your volume up and down. So that may not be the full process to stop your sound your startup sound there is a terminal command but i'm afraid i don't do terminal commands here because i know a lot of you folks out there don't like those terminal commands so if your (laughs) mac is if your mac is sounding really loud oh well unless mike comes come up with another option over and above those two i've got no other options for you what so it's a terminal sound Do you find that annoying? Just how you know, how the <laughs> the chime starts though when you, your computer starts and oh, chime just <laughs> Anyway, I'm nodding my head. Oh, good. Hit it. That's the end of Gaz's tips. That's the end of gasses tips. That's the end of Gaz's tips. Of Gases tips. <laughs> Is that the uh, the end of the temp? Will you let me
1: finish? Gases, tips. <laughs> and uh I, I i have a uh, uh epic this week guys do you yeah what i real, and,
2: a, blimey it's expensive isn't it
1: i know and i actually used it to make this mom dad it's evil don't touch it because
2: if you if you,
1: if you go back and watch that movie
2: there which movie is that time Bandits. On, just say, time there Bandits. are people there are people that wouldn't have known that guy
1: okay uh, in between the time when he says "Mom, Dad, it's evil, don't touch it," there's yeah. like long gaps, and uh, I wanted to get rid of those gaps, and I needed a program that would do it quickly and easily, and then let me export it again. And the program that I use for for quick and dirty jobs like that is Sound Studio from uh, Feltip Software. It's only only about thirty bucks. Uh, you can find it there on the Mac app store. And one last little um Mac stock thing. When John Dave and I were recording the the podcast, John's mic kind of crapped out on him. And uh between Dave and myself we managed to, to get him something that was working or we got his mic again working. Uh, but the mic that all three of us were using were essentially um audio technica ATR 2100 USB microphones with great microphones. Well, there's a company that makes one that's almost exactly like it, probably even made on the same um, assembly line, a company called Knox. It's the K-N-U-M-O-1. And uh, John had picked one of those up after I told him about it uh, from overstock.com, and there will be a link in the show notes if you're interested in this microphone. It's really a good mic.
2: Now, isn't that weird? I didn't recognize the name Sound Studio, but when I have just gone to Felt Tips website, but I recognize the icon. <laughs>
1: it's actually, kind of
2: iconic. I, uh, I, very good. Very yeah. good. And I've actually got a copy of that Sound Studio. So uh, I'm going to have to have a word yeah. to uh, why that's so much easier than using uh, any other application. So uh, that's okay. for another day, though. That's yeah, day. it's super, super easy, dude. Okay, my pick slash tip slash uh, what is only through pure amazement that they exist. Do a search in Google for wooden iPhone covers. Okay. Wooden mm. yeah. iPhone. <laughs> I don't have, I'm not talking just to you guys. Oh, oh. The listeners as well. <laughs> well. I'm doing it too. <laughs> Now, the reason, the, the reason <laughs> I, I saw in my Facebook flow a wooden iPhone cover come up with the Silverstone. It was obviously personalized, and it had the Silverstone map on the back of it. And I just thought, what? Wooden? So I did a search in Google, and there are a ton of wooden iPhone covers. So that's my pick tip. If you want to have something completely different, just do a search for wooden iPhone covers. That is, like, Whether gorgeous. Whether, whether they protect your phone any more, any better than the normal covers, or it, it's just for aesthetics, I don't know. But just go out and have a look, guys. I actually did. <laughs> you won't believe this. I actually did a search for cast iron iPhone covers because I thought, I'm gonna, I've <laughs> got to do that just in case. Now, I, I did get a result, but I think they were just images. They were like a cast iron-like, you know, so it's not an actual cast iron <laughs> iPhone cover. Uh, the but one yeah. that I
1: want that I haven't been able to find is uranium two thirty four. I can't find it
2: anywhere. No, that that's not hot on the press now. <laughs> now, Mike, yes. do you do you have a pick through or a tip through all of this madness? Uh, sure, sure. I've got. I, yes,
0: i I have a pick. I have a pick. Now, the uh, wooden iPhone covers. I actually found one for my daughter for her iPhone 6S Plus. She's a fan of the, this isn't my tip or pick, but she's a fan of the Japanese anime One Piece. And there is a gorgeous bamboo cover for her phone that has the logo from the show burned into the back of it. And I think I think a lot of them are made out of bamboo simply because they're lighter weight. And I, I wondered, I actually wondered for a moment, how do you get your phone into this cover without breaking the wood? I yep. mean, you, it, yeah, it slips, it's it's like laser cut in half and you slide the phone into the top and then slide the bottom onto it i don't know cool. how much protection it would give but it's it's pretty cool all right cool. my pick is uh i use this often um i often have cause to look up the specs on various old Macs and iPhones and iPads and things like that in my day-to-day course of business i'll have a client call me and they say i've got an iMac and I want to know if I can upgrade the memory, what kind of hard drive can I put in it, what do I have in it, those kind of things. And the website I usually use for that is called everymac.com. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's a fantastic website because one of the things you can do is look up Macs by serial number. So I just ask them to click about this Mac under the Apple menu, and they give me the serial number, and I can look it up, and I can find out everything about their Mac from the day that it was shipped from the factory. And that's great. Um, but there are some limitations to the site. It covers uh, MacBooks and Powerbooks and and Macs. And in, in fact, now they have Apple Watches on there and displays and things like that. But they don't have necessarily all the old Apple hardware. Or I might be someplace where I don't have connectivity to the internet and I need to look up uh, a Mac. So I thought I'll look and see what is out there for Uh, tracking all this information. And there is an excellent app for the Mac called Mac Tracker. Mac Tracker, one word. And it's free from the Mac App Store. And it's really kind of amazing what's in this app. They have everything from the old classic Apple One. I mean, the one that didn't even ship with a case. They've got that one all the way up to the latest and greatest shipping from Apple right now. And not only that, but it also has servers, devices like scanners and external hard drives. The Apple Watch, of course, is in there. Displays and cameras. Uh, If you click in there, you can even find information on the Apple Quick Take. Uh, So there's all kinds of really cool information in here. Clones, too. Clones and software. There's software in here, too. So it's an amazing database. The uh, the intention of this, I gather, is for me to track all my different Apple hardware. Uh, because there is a, a tab on the top, My Models. And I can actually click under this Mac, and I can add it to my models, and then I can add all my other hardware into it. So it's really intended for, I think, I believe it's intended for me to track my hardware, but it works really well for my purposes for looking up information about old hardware that my clients might have. The only thing about it that I wish you could do is what I can do at every Mac, and that's look up hardware by serial number because it's it's difficult sometimes to extract from someone which particular iteration of iMac they have. Is it early 2011, late 2011? Is it, you know, so... That's what the serial number gets you, and that's where every Mac rocks. Uh, so I guess this is actually a two-part tip or not, or uh, pick tip tip in trick. That tip trick. EveryMac.com is great for looking up Macs by serial number or identification code or whatnot, and MacTracker is great for just kind of browsing through old stuff when you know exactly what you're looking for. And I actually have both on my on my Mac because I think they're uh, great resources. So there you go.
2: Cool. That, that, that count.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> that's,
2: a, that's a big tick in the box. Guy, would you like to do the people's tip? Sure. Uh, th- who is this from? Alistair.
1: Ah, from Alistair over there in Google plus, uh, in a similar vein to many of Gaz's Gazmas's tips, I found this one because I was doing it a lot in the last day. I've been scanning a whole bunch of images from a book and and photographing others when you're too big to scan organizing all the resulting images has been made a lot easier in the finder with these tricks. Command one to switch to an icon view. Really? Let's try that. Command one, do it right on the fly. Uh, drag the slider in the bottom right corner to make thumbnails big enough but this makes some of them go outside the visible window. So command option one to clean up the icons in the uh, visible window in name order. The difference between clean up by and arrange by on the finders view menu is that the latter sets up a permanent automatic arrangement. Whereas the former just does it right now. And only once you can also clean up by other attributes like name kind, Date modified, date created, size and tags, depending on uh, which shortcut that you
2: use. How was that? Pretty good? Great, great tip from Alistair. Thanks. Yep. And, and, and that's how you find a lot of this stuff. I mean, he says in my vein, it's, it's you find these things when you need to do them. Now, a lot of people actually just stop. And go, yeah. oh, I'll, I'll, I'll do it the normal way or I'll, I'll do it the long way. But if you stop and just do a bit of searching, you can often find little tweaks and tricks that will get you to a place much quicker. And you go, and you'll end up like a lot of people saying, I did not know that.
0: <laughs>
2: not <to said>. his <laughs> head. <laughs> not just end. Yeah.
0: If, if I can piggyback on that for just a real quick second, if you forget those keystrokes, they're always listed right in the menu. So if you want to switch between icon and list and column view and you can't remember what those keystrokes are, just click the view menu and you see right next to as icons, as list and as columns, command one, command two and command three. Guys, you are absolutely right.
1: Oh, wait, no, no, that's Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mike, if people wanted to get a hold of you. And to, to find out more about MacStock or or to talk about for MacEyesOnly or or whatever, how would they do so?
0: Yes, I'm accumulating emails and websites. Uh, so for maceyesonlycom is the podcast, and you can reach me Mike at for MacEyesonly.com. And MacStock currently is Macstock2017.com. And you can email me Mike at maxstock twenty be the quickest way and soon there will be a max 2018.com too
1: well, what to do you do with that. the old site
0: uh i actually archive them my intention is to create subdomains for them all and right. and put them all again you archive them so i take the the cms version of it the wordpress version of it and i create a static copy of it kind of frozen in time copy and my intention is to eventually put them up under the you know Max Whatever the current year Yeah, exactly. I just haven't done that
2: yet.
1: Okay. Gaz, <laughs> if people wanted to get a hold of you, how would they do so?
2: Ever so easy. Ever so, ever so easy. Right. <laughs> send Still me evil. an email. I oh, know, send me an email. Gaz at mymac.com. That's G-A-Z. Evil Cars. At MyMac.com, or send me a tweet on the Twitters twitter.com forward slash Gazmaz G A Z M A Z. You can also contact both Guy and myself on the Twitters twitter.com forward slash Guy and Gaz G U Y A N D Evil D G A Z. We also have an email which you can send which goes to our fearless leader who is. Tim <laughs> Robertson. And that's feedback at MyMac.com. That's f w d b a c k G- at MyMac.com. dot MyMac.com. Now, Guy. Yeah. Guy. Guy. As? You remember Guy? And if you are? Guy's the one. Yes. Well, and if people would like? An email from Guy. What would they do?
1: Oh <laughs> all, all they'd have to do is send that email to guy at MyMac... Actually, it's just Guy, just G-U-I, at MyMac.com. Uh, I can be reached on the Twitters as evil Mac parrot, and ah! we have an evil Skype number that, so far, no one has recently been eviled by. And you notice I'm using that as an adjective. Uh, and yes. that evil number is... 703-436-9501 that evil number one more time 703-436-9501 if you are outside of the evil United States uh <laughs> from your evil country you just have to add an evil one or evil plus one
0: do, yeah. do we ask mike how people you better start content. registering domain names
1: <laughs> evil yeah but see after 6 to 6 nobody'll care they'll be like yeah. what are you still going on about that for
0: and I'm sorry. So, did you ask me what? Did we did we ask you, uh, Mike, how people can contact you? I can't remember. Oh did yeah. You, on the I did not mention on the Twitters. Oh, right. what is so, what is the Twitters? It, you 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 can get me at for Mac only or at Macstock Expo.
1: Excellent. And um, I guess this is the part of the show where we where we start to say evil goodbye.
2: Yes. Yeah, well we'd like to we'd like to thank Mike for coming on and uh, oh, yeah. sharing his thoughts and uh, that was great. I'm glad that everybody enjoyed it. I just wish I could have been there.
1: <laughs> well, next year, <laughs> unless, you know, you find another reason. Yeah,
2: yeah. <sighs>
1: <laughs> and I would like to say uh from both Gaz and Mike and myself Thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who downloads and listens to the evilmymac.com podcast show 666. And that I think that we are evil enough, evil enough, and doggone it, people think we're evil.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, e a max stock es mismo que aprende it's asteria las prenas para moda las unas. Des los pies a pesta. End. (laughs) Evil end. Evil end.
1: Thanks for downloading and listening to the MyMac Podcast. You can also hear other great podcasts on the MyMac Podcasting Network, like the Tech Fan Podcast, Three Geeky Ladies, Geekiest Show Ever, the Let's Talk podcast, Essential Apple podcast, and the Club PlayStation and Club Nintendo podcasts.
2: Go for it, we'll be here all night.
1: We will. We will be here all night unless I start actually recording Doing. something.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Recording. So, we, so- now in next, well, half an hour, I'm going to sit back and relax. <laughs> yeah, I won't be. You know what? I'll be editing. No, I'll be asking lots of questions. So do you want to know what that meant, Mike? Uh, sure. Not going to Talk is the same as learning how to stretch your legs to bite your toenails. It stinks. <laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs>
1: Sure. Uh, yeah, I always try to come up with some weird,
2: random thing, and then put it in a language that uh, that no one will understand. And I try and say it in a way that nobody could understand, even if they could,
1: even understand if they speak the language. language. <laughs>